Okay, I'm reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verses 2 through 12, from the NIV. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Thank you, Matt, for reading today's scripture. Several years ago, Russ and I were living in Mansfield. My husband, Russ, went to the grocery store to do the week's shopping. He pulled into the parking spot, got out of the car, and then remembered his phone. So he turned around, reached into the car, grabbed his cell phone, and when he turned back, he was met by a man's fist punching him in the temple. At first, Russ was shocked and confused because he had no idea why this was happening or why this man was, he was being accosted by this man. But his shock quickly transformed into anger as his assailant screamed in his face, claiming that Russ had purposefully taken that parking spot from him. Now, Russ's initial urge was to retaliate, but instead, like Jenny shared in the children's moment today, he took a deep breath. He looked the man in the face and he said, look, if you had approached me and told me that I had wronged you, I would have happily apologized and moved. But since you led with violence, I'm just gonna go ahead and call the police instead. And Russ opened up his phone and the guy could see that he was serious, so he jumped back in his car and he sped away. Later on, when Russ got home, he told me about this incident, and I could tell that he was still upset by it. But when he got done telling me the story, he paused, and he said, I just wonder what was going on in that guy's life that made him respond like that. I wonder if he had been arguing with somebody in his family, or maybe his kid was sick, or maybe he lost his job. I just feel bad for him. That is a moment of grace. Now, I'm sure most of us have never been accosted like that in the grocery store parking lot. But at one point or another, we have each experienced a time when we have been tempted to retaliate or to take revenge because of the way that somebody has treated us. And each time that happens in our lives, we are challenged with the choice 
to hang on to that resentment towards that person and to act on it, or to extend a moment of grace and to forgive. We are in this worship series, Courageous, looking at the ways that it does take real courage to live out a life of faith in our daily lives. Courage is the quality in our mind or in our spirit that enables us to face these difficult or dangerous or painful moments without allowing our own fear to stop us. And it definitely takes courage to extend grace to someone, to let go of that resentment and to forgive them. In today's scripture that Matt read for us, we see a very good example of this. Paul, who is the author of today's scripture, he's writing this letter to the Philippian Christians from prison. Paul was in prison many times over the years, basically for causing uproars on behalf of the Christian faith. We don't know exactly why he's in prison at this point and where he's writing from, but we do know that it's probably because he was annoying the religious authorities and they got him thrown in prison. And he was going to be in custody in prison for a good long while. It would have been easy for Paul in this instance to turn inward and to become defensive and jaded in this very, um, and vengeful in this situation. But instead of going down that road, Paul grounds himself in grace, in the grace and the peace that God provides to each of us through Jesus. And that that going, choosing that different path, it changes everything for Paul and for others. Grace is, it's a church word, but it means it's this undeserved, unmerited, and loving action of God in our lives through the Holy Spirit that is ever present with us. So it's God's, grace is God's presence in our daily lives that is actively creating and healing and forgiving and reconciling and transforming our hearts, our communities, and all of creation. And Paul recognizes this grace that God, that he has received from God and how, how God has taken who he was as Saul before he knew God, someone who was persecuting Christians for their beliefs and killing them, God took Saul and transformed him into Paul, transformed his life to focus on the good news of God and the hope and sharing that hope with others. Now, Paul knows that this grace, it's not just a one-time thing, but it is ever-present in his life, no matter where he is, even in prison. And because of that, he focuses his mindset on that grace. And rather than harboring resentment in this awful situation, he lives out of that grace, and it changes everything. 
He doesn't have just courage to survive that current situation because of God's grace, but because he is able to also extend that grace to others, God works through him. Even in the dark and the literal hole that was a Roman prison, Paul allows God to use him to expand God's mission in the world. Instead of resenting those who imprisoned him, Paul actually gives them grace. Instead of treating them with anger and resentment, he shares the gospel with them. In verses 12 and 13, it says, I want you to know, beloved, that what has happened to me has actually helped spread the gospel. So going to prison, Paul going to prison has actually helped spread the gospel because it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that Paul went to that his imprisonment is for Christ. Not that Christ put him there, but that God was using it and that he was there because of his, what he believed so honestly and wholeheartedly. Now, we are not in prison, and we might not have gotten even confronted in a parking lot for taking somebody else's parking spot, but there are plenty of moments in our lives where we are challenged to extend God's grace, the grace that we have experienced, to others, rather than speaking in anger or holding on to those hurtful words that someone has said, or to judge someone because of one experience. I wonder, in what ways have you been challenged, or are you currently challenged, to extend God's grace to someone? Maybe you even need to give yourself some grace. Brene Brown has another description of courage. And she says that courage is the willingness to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. So having this gracious courage or this courage to be grace-filled is when your heart story, the story that you tell with your whole being, your whole heart and your whole soul, This gracious courage is when that heart story is rooted in the acknowledgement of all that God has done for you and all that God continues to do in your daily life. How God created you, healed you, forgave you, forgives you, transformed you, and transforms you. We each have those spots in our lives where we need to take courage and to let go of the resentment and the hurt that we are experiencing in order to move forward for ourselves in grace and forgiveness and healing. And so I pray that as you go throughout this week, that God will open your eyes, that God will help you to take that deep breath, give you the calmness of heart to see those moments in which you can be the conduit of God's grace for someone. Because whether 
you are giving the grace or you are on the receiving end of that grace. It feels so good. Glory to God. Amen. Now I invite you to share any joys or concerns that you might have in the comments on Facebook, uh, knowing that it's on the internet and everybody can see, so um, just first names, please. And then also you can email us on our website. There is a link for prayer requests. We would love to be praying with you and for you and know um, how we can come alongside you in your daily lives because we all have stuff going on. Maybe share how, how you need courage to forgive that person. Maybe even if it's just emailing a name and just we can pray with you through that. We would love to do that with you. So let us prepare our hearts through this song. We have several prayers that have come through on Facebook. Sue asks for prayers for her mom, who will have a procedure done this Wednesday, and also says thank you for prayers um, from last week for her brother-in-law, who's now home and recovering. Stephanie asks for prayers for Oliver, who has been in NICU since April 7th and still having breathing issues. Greg asks for prayers for all God's children and animals. Morning, Anne. 
Linda asks for prayers for Miriam, who is working to regain her strength. And Stephanie also asks for prayers for college students as they prepare for finals. Guys, it's almost May. I don't understand this. Marla asks for prayers of joy for this song. It's one of my favorites. Good job, Malik. And then also for her Aunt Patty, she got good news that the cancer didn't spread. Didn't spread. And press that, ant, that enter button. And then Elaine asks for prayers for Frank D. He has, will have aortic surgery tomorrow at the Cleveland Clinic. And Shelly asks for prayers for Carol and the loss of her brother. And then Sharon asks for prayers for Matthew as we wait for, it just skipped, oh, as we wait for a diagnosis to his current issue, okay. Oh, Melanie asks for prayers for her mom um, who expects to have results, um, test results this week. And then Shelly says, prayers of thankfulness for those who have been able to receive the vaccine, yes. And prayers for John, who is struggling with health issues, um, from Bob. And I also want to ask for prayers um, for, for Marsha, um, as she struggles with health issues. And Gail asks for continued prayers for Carol M., for the healing after heart surgery, and for Glenn B. and John A. struggling with health issues. And I also do want to ask for prayers for my husband, Russ. He is um, opening a restaurant in Cleveland Heights next Saturday on May 1st. So lots of excitement and nervousness and all the things um, as we prepare for that. And um, if you want to know more, I'm not going to give a plug for his restaurant because that's not, I don't know, that's weird. But if you want to know more, you can contact me. Um, he does make good food, though. And then Janine asks for prayers for Emily as she takes her final exams, papers before graduation from law school, and prep for the bar exam. Absolutely. And know that if I don't see your prayers this morning, that we will continue to add them to the prayer list that is sent out during the week, and we will continue to pray for them as well. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Most holy and beloved God, you have given us an undeserved and an unmerited grace. You give it to us wholeheartedly because you love us. You have created us, you have healed us, you have forgiven us and transformed us. And God, I pray that each one of us today might be able to accept this grace with open hearts. Open hearts and open hands, knowing that, that you do this because you love us and for no other reason. Feel courage to let go of resentment and hurt and to move towards forgiveness so that we can extend grace to others and further your work in this world. And may your ever-present spirit be poured out on those whom we have lifted in voice and also on the many people and situations that still rest in our hearts. We pause now to pray silently 
to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray all of these things in Jesus' beautiful, beautiful name as we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It is such a joy to be worshiping with you today. And I pray that we will see you next week. We will see you out on the lawn. Prayers and fingers crossed that the weather is beautiful so that we can spend time out there together and be with one another. It is such a good and and wonderful thing to worship our God. And I pray that, that the feeling of God's grace in your heart will go with you throughout this week. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Have a fantastic week.